Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Council podcast. We are back. Your boys are back. The four esteemed movie colleagues are back talking talking the big, the big screen again. Uh, we did miss a week last week. We'll get into that in a minute. We, uh, but we are very happy to be back tonight. Uh, I just want to speak very quickly to the three people in this podcast that live in Massachusetts. I just want to say, if you ever want to know how cold a witch's tit is, just go ahead and step outside anywhere in Massachusetts right now because it's the coldest fucking day I can ever remember living around here. It is. It. it I mean, my motherfucking dog didn't even want to go outside. That's how goddamn cold it is. You guys hold it up okay around here? Yeah, you know, generally I'm a big fan of things in the teens, but not the temperature. <laughs> oh, shit. Well played. That was beautiful. That it was sorry. sorry. Today. We don't all get to be down south where it's nice and balmy today. But uh yeah, it was uh nice. it was cold as fuck here. But the good news is your boys are back talking movies again, uh a, a, another day. And of course, like usual, we need to go around the panel and introduce the players. Let's talk to my boy. My COO, my co-founder, one of the better movie guys that I know, the hot shot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. How you feeling tonight, handsome? Um, I'm feeling good today. I don't know if we should get into this now, but we didn't have a podcast last week because should I not get into no, this? No, we now? will. We we will. We will. Let's uh let, let's let's do what we got. I'm do I'm feeling let's say i'm back from the brink that a boy we'll get back to that we'll get back to that uh real quick let's also talk to the social media mogul the podcast creator the the i don't know i, w- I was ready to give you some type of like editing yeah, Oscar producer. nomination or yeah. something eh, whatever because most importantly he is the handsome Chief Boy Toy, Mr. Dan Sherry, what's going on with you tonight, my man? What is happening? I am very excited to be back. Uh, you know, it, it is weird when we, we don't record for a week. I really realize how much I love doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. excited to be back. Uh, it's going to be a fun night. And yeah, uh, it and it's my week, so... Hold hold on to your hats, folks. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. We got like we got a great topic tonight. I can't wait to get into it. But before we get into it, you guys, you 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 Massachusetts boys know what we got to do first, oh, right? Hell yeah! You guys ready? You guys ready? Do it. You all ready? Let's sway it on down to Charlotte. We're talking to my boy, my art director, my security director, the handsome, sexy, sultry. Smooth talking southern gentleman, Mr. Market Bonder out. What's up, handsome? Hey Tim. <laughs> Ew. Not much, man. Yeah, I've been good. Um, you know, it's not that nice down here either. Uh well, what's the temperature like up there in Boston right now? It's literally 12 degrees outside. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Today when was I, a, the Yeah, Mark, when I got been, when I uh-huh. when I turned on my car this morning, my odometer said seven. 
It's oh not shit! Over yet. Fuck that. Yeah, it was. It was. No. It, was it was tough. Today's the coldest it's been, I think, so far this year, and it got down to thirty. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Thirty, dude. I, dude I, I don't even put on closed-toed, closed-toed shoes when it's <laughs> fucking thirty. Yeah. What about thirty? Yeah, I'm I'm 35 degrees. I'm still in my fucking flip flops around yeah. here. I feel nothing. So, uh, so yeah, that 30s not bad. It, it's been brutal around here. Tomorrow's supposed to be the same, and then snow on Monday and Tuesday, and, and then uh, rain on Friday. It's like go fuck yourself. Some parts, uh, you know, the, the outer the outer banks of North Carolina got snow the other day. Okay, okay. Um, Charlotte hasn't seen it yet, but uh, some well, weird places in North Carolina have. Yeah, I mean, I know in your area of the world, if you get four inches of snow, it just shuts Shut down that the shit entire, down. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, let, me, let me tell you something. With four, Location, inches, baby. four inches of snow in New England, I don't even brush my fucking windshield off. <laughs> I just have the windshield wiper do like a couple times through, and then I just drive no, with half of the windshield clear. See, Fuck it's it. not that. Well, okay, s- sure. Certainly, there are people in this area that whenever you see like a, a single snowflake, you crash your car. There are those people, right. but for the most of us, we just have a agreed collective response. When it there's an inch of snow, we just say, "Oh no, we can't fucking drive, so we gotta stay home. We can't go to work now." And we all go out, drive to the bars and get drunk. So actually, brilliant. I love yeah. that. Actually. I, I wish it was more like that around here. Honestly, we call it no, snowcation. We- we just have people who drive 60 miles an hour through 18 inches of snow around here like assholes. Yeah. Like, they, they don't care. So Yeah, you know, you know when, uh, like, Los Angeles, it rains three days out of the year. Yeah. And as soon as it does, the vehicle accidents just skyrocket, like, 300%. Yeah, we, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, so we are going to get into our great topic this week. It is DP's week, but before we do, there were some of our more faithful listeners who reached out to find out why we weren't uh, on the air last week. And uh, we do apologize for that. And I'm not going to get too much into, uh, into details, but uh, I just want to say, um, and I think I speak for me and DP and Marky when I say, AJ, uh, uh, I'm happy to see you on the mend. I know you had a, a medical issue and uh, last week we made the decision not to do the podcast. Cause quite frankly, it would suck without you. Um, thank you. That's thank yeah, you. Yeah, this is uh, it's the four of us, <clears throat> or it's nothing. And um, uh, th- we started this thing because the four of us love to talk movies, and we're not going on without you, unless you're like on like a cool vacation or something like that. Then we might tell you to go fuck right. yourself, and we'll or, or dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. So um, uh, I just want you to say, as the CEO of this company, of this fake company. Uh, I just want to say I'm happy to see you back at work and we're doing the podcast again. And uh, as your little brother, I just want to say I'm, I'm happy to see you're okay. And I, and I love you. And I was, I was really worried about you and uh, I'm happy you're back. And, Thank uh, you. I love you too, sir. So um, don't get me worked up here. Yeah. Sorry. So now that <laughs> I the, almost, uh, I almost wanted to do it Friday if I wasn't, you know, I know. I know. I almost wanted to lying in that bed in the hospital. You know? Yeah, we actually had considered trying to get you to do it from your hospital bed. We really would have made that work, but uh, yeah. yeah, like 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 I said, we're happy to see you on the mend, and um, obviously the Me podcast too. would suck without you. But yeah, um, yeah okay. So w- welcome back, AJ. Yeah, we love yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. We, we, thank we're you, very everybody. nervous, and we're all extremely yeah. happy you're you're feeling better. Yeah. So so uh, um, we feel better knowing you yeah. feel better so things are back to normal 
Yeah. yeah. So um, now, now that feelings are out of the way, I don't do feelings. I don't do them very well. <laughs> so I apologize. Uh, that's the best. Down with some yeah, that's the best I had, AJ. Um, I'm re- I'm so happy you're back, and I, I'm happy. It, to, it was good. Yeah. I, I'm happy to um, I'm happy to get back to it. And so let's get back to it, right? Let's talk some fucking movies. DP, it's your uh, it's your uh, thing tonight. So why don't you go ahead and talk about what your uh, topic is? Talk to us about, I know you have some some reasonings why you got to where you did and uh, talk about it. And then it's up to you how you want to go from there. So let's let's get after it, handsome. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. So, uh, yeah, my topic, it kind of sprang from uh, a movie that I went to a movie theater to see. Uh, we're, we're going on like two weeks ago now. Hello. I actually went to a movie theater and saw Promising Young Woman, which uh, I'm going to give a quick kind of spoiler-free review because it is uh, it is a great, great movie. And it kind of it takes some turns and goes in directions I did not see coming at all. So uh, I, I don't want to give anything away, but I will say a couple things about it. Uh, so just... In case anyone's wondering, Promising Young Woman uh, stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Clancy Brown, Alison Brie, uh, written and directed by Emerald Fennell. And uh, it's about (laughs) it's about a, a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. So, ooh. But uh, it is a great, great movie. And Carrie Mulligan is fantastic. And uh, and surprised, like Bo Burnham is fucking great in this movie. I wasn't always like a big Bo Burnham fan, but after seeing him in this, like he is super likable and just kind of and funny. And, and like, I loved seeing him on the screen. He was really great. Super underrated uh, talent, really great writer, say, director. He's done some great stuff. Himself yeah, it just seems to be yeah. incredibly talented. Very, yeah. very talented guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't quite realize it until I saw this. And yeah, mm-hmm. he he is great. Uh, Clancy Brown is in it. He's really good. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. He's like he, he's yeah. done a ton of. Uh, oh wait, no, I know him. Yeah, he's he's, he's done a ton of voiceover stuff and yes. like animated stuff. And he's, he's the guard from uh, Shawshank Redemption from Shawshank, on, the, on the rooftop. Yes. Yes. Oh, so. Jesus. Dufresne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, this is awesome, awesome movie. Um, and the way it is shot is great, too. There's so much um, of just kind of the way the, the actors are framed in each shot is very deliberate and, uh, you know, kind of tells a bit of the story of the way that it's shot and it it reminds me a bit of uh the movie her with the the color patterns and just kind of the use of like pink and blue especially uh with the main characters and it's very very well done and i fucking love this movie i know aj you saw promising young woman this week yeah what were your thoughts on it Without yeah, giving not, too much away. <laughs> not yeah, the don't theater. spoil it for me. Yeah. And not in the theater, but I did pay the twenty I did bucks. Pay, I did pay through the nose to see it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, 
So first, yeah, Carrie Mulligan, tremendous. And I, I also did like Bo Burnham. I thought he did a really good job. I thought Mulligan was, she had this air of like uh, intimidation about her in some of these scenes, you know, mm. as she's uh, working through um, her issues. Of, I don't want to get in. I don't want to say too much for fear of spoiling right, yeah. it. I'd, yeah. I'd but she's just got this, this tunnel vision for parts of the movie where, I almost, I almost wanted to like, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, intervene on the character, like <laughs> that yeah. she was so right. driven, driven to this goal um, that it was toxic for her own life. Uh, in, right. in from what I, from what I saw, um, and then there's a point in the film where things kind of change and stuff, and then they change again, and 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 the movie kind of keep keeps you with the ca- the main character Cassandra ca- uh, yeah. Cassie it, it really takes you on a journey with her right yeah. right she is really the focal point she does the majority of the heavy lifting she is the focal point and she does a great job and I think uh, um, the, the part was written so well for her like she she embodied the character so well I think I don't know who else I could see playing the role. She did it so well. I think yeah. that's just a testament to uh, what T.W. was saying. She's got some Oscar buzz uh, for this role. It's it's just that when I see her in it and I see the, the movie play out, I don't know that I see anyone else in that role. So mm. I thought it was great. I, I liked uh, Promising Young Woman a lot. Yeah. yeah. So as, as your, as your um, resident oscar award obsessive maniac that i am (laughs) i've been watching the 2020 awards uh as they play out i think we mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago when we were when we were recording every major metropolitan city almost every major metropolitan city in this country has some type of awards ceremony that uh that goes on um you know the film critics from kansas city and st louis and san francisco it's all over the place so i i've been keeping an eye on them and I actually made myself a giant spreadsheet to, to, to <laughs> see because you guys know me and spreadsheets. So I've, I've been tracking, you know, who's winning what. And out of the shoot, Frances McDormand was running away with it for Nomadland for Best Actress. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, Carrie Mulligan has picked up. Uh, she, I think she won St. Louis, Kansas City, and San Francisco. She's actually picked up a few on the way. So it's going to end up being a two-woman race going into the Oscar season um, between Carrie Mulligan and, and Frances McDormand. And um, I, I'm really – I haven't seen either movie yet. And, and I, I don't think Nomadland is even available to see. But Promising mm-hmm. Young Woman I will see as soon as I can. But that's going to be an interesting race going in. And, and DP – uh, Emerald Fennell uh, is getting some not only directing um, buzz, but some writing buzz as well. I can't remember my, that was my next question. Yeah, is, the screen, I, is the screenplay getting any love? Yeah, this, it is. It is. Um, I and I can't remember if it's adapted or it's original. I want to say it's, it's an original. original. It's an original. Okay. Um, yes. Yep. She's got some wins so far. The directing, like I was saying before we went on the air, the directing Oscar. Uh, Chloe Zhao from Nomadland is running. I mean, she's literally won every award so far. She's probably going to mm. win at the Oscars. Um, so uh, Emerald Fennell might not get uh, directing, but she's definitely got a shot at the original screenplay. She's won a few, especially recently. Again, that movie, since it has been released to theaters, is picking up a ton of steam as far as awards go. So Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. She 
probably should get a little more recognition for the directing too, because like I said, the the way this movie is, you know, plays out and the way it's shot and the way, like I said, especially just the way these characters are framed is like so well done and you know it very deliberate and like it helps it, it carries the story so yeah awesome awesome and, done i highly recommend and yeah. everyone go see this movie it's and dp really it'll good. it'll it'll most likely get a best picture nomination as well mm. um so that would be great but uh yeah t- go ahead i i know i sorry we we're talking too much about this i know yeah. i know this what you saw was a springboard to your topic so go ahead yeah and, so yeah. so that was the thing like after seeing this uh, I was like, oh, so this was Emerald Fennell's kind of directorial debut. And so I started looking at uh, what some other great directorial debuts were. And holy shit, there are some amazing movies that were directorial debuts. There was uh, this one, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, it's called Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. I heard, I've, uh, I, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like Citizen Kane. I didn't know that that was his uh, first one yeah. as a director. Yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, Reservoir Dogs, Get Out, Toy Story was a directorial debut. That's this funny. Spinal yeah. Tap. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch that we've actually talked about on the podcast. Uh, Boys in the Hood, Nightcrawler, uh, A Star is Born. I know. <laughs> yeah, so- that's a sore subject. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine, Sorry to Bother You, Garden State. So a whole bunch of them. And then so I found a list of kind of like the top and I was like, hey, let's all pick one from this list and kind of dig into some of our favorite directorial debuts. And we got four awesome ones to talk about tonight. Uh, You know, let's kick it off with our uh, with our CEO, Mr. Uh, Tim Sherry. What was the directorial debut you picked that you want to talk about? So this director is a guy that you will know. So it's kind of funny. I was, I was kind of looking through things today um, with this particular guy. And um, he was off to an unbelievably hot start in his career. Uh, let me, let me, you know, I'll, I'll build up the, the one I picked his directorial debut. But this was a guy who in 2007 directed Juno. Uh, was nominated for an Academy Award for it. Uh, in 2009, uh, wrote and directed Up in the Air. He was nominated for Academy Awards for both. Since then, he uh, kind of fell off a little bit. He directed a couple episodes of The Office. He was a producer on Whiplash. He was a producer on uh, Jeff Who Lives at Home, which is a super underrated movie with Jason Segel, who, which I, who, I lo- who I love and a movie that I love. But his directorial debut came in 2005, and that was in one of my favorite movies. And this is in like my top 15 favorite movies, starring Aaron Eckhart, Maria Bello, Adam Brody, Sam Elliott, Katie Holmes, David Koechner, uh, Rob Lowe, William H. Macy, J.K. Simmons, Robert Duvall. And that is Thank You for Smoking. Boom. Uh, Oh, it's such a good fucking movie. It was one of these movies that didn't get like a ton of, you know, fanfare out of the shoot. It was one of these like, you know, it it ended up being a bit in under the radar movie because Aaron Aaron Eckhart wasn't a huge thing. Nobody, Uh when you look at it, was a huge thing at the time other than like Robert Duvall, who, um, you know, was a little past his prime and had a very small role. And William H. Macy, who, you know, 
is hot and cold at times. Um, and you, um, what's what was Tom Cruise's old wife? Katie um, Holmes. Katie yeah, Holmes. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's hot and cold too. She was pretty yeah. cold at the time. So it was a oh, little she's coming under- off of Dawson's Creek at that time. Yeah, and it was it was any a, hotter than Dawson's Creek. It was baby. a little, but it was a little. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, 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 uh, what year was it? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. So, so it maybe was. She uh, was in the, maybe she was in the gift and showed her. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> that which, is seared in my memory. <laughs> which, yeah, which also led which gift that, for all of us. That scene led to one of the greatest movie lines in history. In Harold and Kumar go to <laughs> yeah. White Castle after they watch the gift, and they said, "Hey, you remember hey. the Col- Holocaust?" <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Picture the exact opposite. That, that that was Katie Holmes' tits in the gift. So um, th- that was that. That was great. So she she's good in the movie. Um, let me just give it just a very very you know, broad synopsis. If you have, first of all, if you haven't seen, thank you for smoking, please go see it. It's fucking amazing. Aaron Eckhart's the lead. He plays um, a character by the name of uh, Nick Naylor. And he's this handsome, smooth talking tobacco spokesman. And uh, he works smooth talking Southern gentleman. Uh, uh, He's not Southern, (laughs) but he is a lot like Marky. I think there's a lot, there's a lot in common there. I don't smoke anymore. (laughs) That's true. So, um, He's the like the vice president of like the tobacco lobby for the Academy of Tobacco Studies. And he basically is like a lobbyist who tries yeah. to um, tell just to make people believe that cigarettes aren't harmful to you and that, um, you know, they don't cause cancer and stuff like that. But he, he's just like a he, spinster of the truth. He's an absolute spinster. And he is just so fucking good at talking that even though it's absolute lunacy flying out of his mouth. He is so goddamn believable. Mm-hmm. And the movie, you know, takes some different turns. He goes and uh, because, you know, uh, sales are plummeting a little bit because William H. Macy plays a senator from Vermont who's trying to put a skull and crossbones on every cigarette, cigarette pack that comes out. Uh, so they're, him and the, the tobacco studies company are doing some damage control and he's going around and he's trying to introduce cigarettes into movies. That's where Rob Lowe comes in. Yeah. Uh, Sam Elliott has this great, small role in the movie uh, again he was like in the movie plays the ex marlboro man it's 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 some really really great stuff that goes on it's some amazing acting some amazing writing and like i said jason reitman uh in his direct directorial debut just does an unbelievable job with an unbelievable cast and tells this really inspiring story um that tells you know it, I, what i love about the 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 directorial stance in the movie is like he's taking this guy who for all for all intents and purposes is like a deplorable guy you know he's defending the tobacco industry but he makes nick naylor this just such likable fucking character and he's so smooth talking and he's so funny and he's and and he really believes his own bullshit and it it really tells an amazing story and um it's really wrapped up well at the end. I, the, the movie has a lot of, you know, very small ups and downs, but then at the end is a huge down and a huge up, which really uh, wraps it up really with a, with a beautiful bow. And I love this movie. I remember seeing it. Uh, this movie, came, like I said, it came out in 2005. I was still renting movies from a video store in 2005. Remember that? Remember when that shit was oh, yeah. a thing? And it wasn't even a fucking blockbuster. This was like an independent movie theater, uh, movie rental place in Tewksbury, Massachusetts, where you could go in and buy porn if you really wanted to. <laughs> I'm sorry, rent porn if you really wanted to, which I did definitely a number of times. Uh, but then I, I grabbed Thank You for Smoking 
and I and I watched it. It was really just such an amazing, amazing flick. Uh, you look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, about 180 critics reviews. It's 86 percent. But if you look at the um, uh, audience reviews, it's literally over 250 thousand reviews. Has it at 87 percent? So wow, it's a it's a pretty widely um, uh, uh, positively praised movie and it's definitely in my top 20 if not my top 15 or 10 so i love it uh you, you guys thoughts on thank you for smoking um uh marky yeah so you know this is one that uh my buddy andrew had on dvd and i can't remember how we uh initially came across it but i, I just remember watching it all the fucking time when we were in college so watchable um, yeah. So easy. So it's an easy watch. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in, uh, I started college right when this movie came out. So we would have had, um, you know, just a, a stack of DVDs for, uh, in a, in the dorm room as a collection and shit. And this was one that was, uh, constantly on repeat. So that was my first introduction, introduction into Aaron Eckhart. And I mean, for a lot of people really, because he kind of just hit the big screen after that. Um, but did such a good job that he's been a bit of a mainstay ever since. And just the, I think that was the, one of the first things that I really remember JK Simmons from also mm -hmm. um, very much enjoyed him ever since from that as well. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a unique, it's a new unique take on a story and it was done so well that I would have never have guessed. I never looked into the director. I would have never have guessed that was his first time in the director's seat. It was incredibly well done. Yeah, I, I loved um, just kind of the way it kind of went back and forth. You know, like it, they cut to his meetings with the the mod squad there. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, God, I love Maria Bello so much. And, yeah. And they go from that to, you know, like him talking to Sam Elliott and him with his son and back to the mod squad and just kind of the way it went back and forth to tell the story. It was just it drove it so well. And I like I loved Aaron Heckhart as like, like I say, he's kind of a dick, but yeah. you love him anyways. And he does such a good job of uh, coming across as the good guy even though he's saying bad things, you know, but, but DP, DP, his job makes him a dick, but like, he's actually a good guy. Like he's a single father, you know, you know, yeah. he has tries hard. Of his son does a good job. You know, he's actually a good dude, but like one of the things I love so much um, about the movie. And, and I, th I think it, it actually talks. A, there's this quote at the end and it makes, it makes so much sense. Cause he is a good dude, but he just, he, he, works to what he's talented at and one of the last lines of the movie he says michael jordan plays ball charles manson kills people i talk everyone has a talent so he, <laughs> he 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 has a talent for talking and he uses it yeah for a deplorable industry but at his core he's a good guy and that's why he he's actually able to like you know sell cigarettes because he's a good dude selling a horrible product it's amazing yeah, but yeah he he is great and and like uh, Katie Holmes actually was was quite good in it. Like, yeah, again, she was kind of the other way at first. Like, oh, she's nice and she's sweet and you like she's her. She's like a bad guy. And then she ends up being a cunt. So. Yeah, yeah, she <laughs> turned her into the enemy in the movie, the media, which I loved. But yeah, uh, it, it but, was great. But AJ, have you seen Thank You for Smoking? 
I have. Um, so if you see me looking my right, I, I copiously typed up a bunch of notes for this week. <laughs> Do it. Um, so I love the whole cast. I mean, to, to Marky's point, I, I mean, I just recently saw it, but like these these actors, kind of some of them you haven't really seen, you know, uh, you know, as much like J.K. Simmons. I don't know how many films he really, you know, yeah. you noticed him in before this, you know, but um, they all do a great job. But Eckhart is the one that shines yeah, throughout the entire thing, you know, and seeing this movie kind of makes me think I should seek out a lot more satire because just how well it's done in this film and they just, they really nail it. And um, Nick, to your point, TW, yeah, he's a good guy. And he managed to teach his son valuable lessons, despite what he does for a living. He takes like all the stuff that he knows and he's able to teach his son, you know, important, valuable lessons. He's not, steering him wrong there's this one scene where i forget who uh, is it the the senator is talking william h macy uh, they're they're in the um the hearing maybe and he's asking him if he would like when his son turns 18 if he would like you know buy him a pack of whatever like or if he would if he would let him smoke whatever yeah well he'd buy his first pack if he wanted to smoke but i mean that's the whole point he has the choice at that point but he's taught his son well Mm -hmm. enough he thinks that he would make the right, right. choice, you know, but for I, his own life. And uh, the son, go, Joey, uh, is Joey, yep. I think, goes on the business trip with him. He's with him when he goes to Sam, El- the character, Sam Elliott yeah. character's uh, house. That's a there. powerful scene. They get, the, they get the gun pulled on them and everything, <laughs> and he's there and just, you know, so he learns a lot just from that stuff too the son does yeah and, 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 uh, and i enjoy i enjoyed the whole interplay between him and his son and you know he really is a, like a caring single father and to your point he's a good dude yeah, and, and aj like if we think about it in the movie it's not like nick naylor is a smoker it's not like he's no, really he you know he doesn't, he doesn't live Actually, I think the you don't see a cigarette in the whole movie yeah, yeah no one talk about it in the movie. yeah they talk about it because no actually, one smokes most of the people that he deals with are uh, again when he when he deals with uh, Robert Duvall, he's like on his deathbed basically, and and so is Sam Elliott, who were former smokers. Like that, they were getting the point. And that was one of the things that I thought thought was so brilliant about the movie is like they were they were uh, on the movie was like pro the people the the protagonists were pro cigarettes, but the movie was showing what and, the effects are. Yeah, and yeah, right. And that, what That's really what made it. You. I, yeah, that that's was, what made it such. That juxtaposition was just really so fucking brilliant. There, and that's why, like again, I thought Jason Reitman did such a great job as a, a, in that as the director that he was able to kind of strike that balance, and um, which kind of that's also, what made it. Yeah, which also kind of shocks me that then he did two more amazing movies and then he's been kind of in obscurity since. But but uh, that's what made it like such great satire. Yeah, was to be able to. Um, you know, uh, give you that sort of juxtaposition. Right. But what, to, to, to speak to DP's point, when he meets with the mod squad, uh, Maria Bello is like a, an alcohol lobbyist. And then right. David Keckner is like a firearm. He's the, gun, lobbyist. He's the guns yeah. lobbyist. Yeah. The, yeah. the ATF. Yeah. Remember, remember at one point, David Keckner is eating fucking apple pie with cheddar with cheese melted on, cheese top? on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's American. It's American. <laughs> Why do you eat that? It was revolting. It's American. <laughs> 
Uh, but I love those scenes. There's so many unbelievable lines and the and the the dialogue yeah, is so the, brilliant in the movie. In that Senate hearing when uh like when Nick is saying like well, you know, cigarettes are bad, but uh, the state of Vermont, you put out all this cheese that is clogging up people's arteries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vermont cheddar cheese. Right, if that's not going to kill you, the state of Vermont, you, you know. <laughs> the state of Vermont is not going to apologize for its cheese. <laughs> right, yeah. But he makes a good point, too, because he oh, also oh. says, like, why why aren't we stopping uh, Boeing airplanes from flying? Because, you know, people yeah, die on kills those. people. And, Cars and kill people. Vehicles, right. You know, he yeah. made good points, but it was well, just he's weird. spending he spends his whole life arguing that's his job <laughs> like him and joey have that conversation memory at one point when they're on that little vacay together he explains joey his job oh the he explains uh, between vanilla, vanilla and chocolate, uh, and chocolate yeah. ice cream and and he says that he makes that point he goes well that, that well that that's the thing if you argue correctly you're never wrong and, yeah. that, and he's right like you're not arguing the point you're just arguing correctly it's yeah, really i don't have brilliant. to be right i just have to show you're wrong right it's, yeah. it's that's really what he says. fucking yeah. brilliant it's so brilliant so right it's, and that's it's, and then and then at the end the, the son wins a, a debate it's yeah. like a debate mm-hmm. trophy yeah yeah it's really it, it's such a it's one of those movies that's like when when you look at it on paper it's like it's kind of twisted and weird, but it has such an unbelievable, uplifting feeling yeah. when you're done with it. Or even right. if it's you got just way read... more, it gets, it's got way more heart. It's got way more heart than that. Right, than it should. Yeah. Right, you're yeah. absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. And if if you read the synopsis and and no one had recommended the movie to you, it'd be something very easy to skip over forever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah Because yeah. the synopsis doesn't pull anybody in necessarily, and if anything, uh, I think the biggest draw for somebody that is unaware of the film altogether is the title and the poster that they used to have for it. Mm-hmm. You know, those were like quite eye catching. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely. So to Marky's point, if you're listening tonight and you haven't seen thank you for smoking or never heard of it, please go see it. It is really, yeah. it's really amazing. And let me give a quick shout out to one of our, our, our best listeners. My girl, Rachel, she was uh, texting me the other day asking for recommendations for movies. And I said, have you seen Thank You for Smoking? She's like, that's like one of the best movies I've ever seen. So our uh, our, nice. our, our, our listeners, our listeners love the movies that we're talking about. So uh, if you are a listener and you haven't seen it, uh, Bearded Thigh Tickler 69, <laughs> if you want to, to stay in this debate on who is the best listener, please go and uh, watch. Uh, thank you for smoking. Cause yeah. it's, it's really amazing. Cause your girl, Rachel has your ass kicked on that. If you haven't, so, <laughs> oh, just saying, just saying. So, oh, uh, shit. but uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel good. I feel good about that. If you guys want to rap about it anymore, I'm happy to, but if not, we can move to the, to the next one. It's up to you guys. Yeah, um, I'll say one last thing mm. I did. You watch it today. Yeah, I, I watched it today, so it's super fresh in work? my mind. Yeah, I didn't have much to do, so I was just watching on my phone while I, I do was the, Yeah, I do the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. So, but uh, one quick thing, like I said, Aaron Eckhart, I, everyone kind of loved him in it, and especially Christopher Nolan actually gave him the role of Harvey Dent based on what he saw in Thank You for Smoking. Oh, fuck off. No way. That That's a yeah. fact? Yeah. Well, at least according to IMDb, uh, you know, <laughs> I, do, I, do, I, I yeah. believe IMDb, but well, according yeah, to them, no, Nolan I, I saw too. him and thank you for smoking and offered him the role of Harvey Dent. You know, it's, on that. 
it's believable enough. I don't need to look it up. Yeah. So. He's so he's so criminally underrated uh, in his talent. He's such a good fucking actor. Yeah, I love Aaron Eckhart. I, I, like I can't wait to see what else he's going to do. Big fan. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome directorial debut. And, you know, let's uh, let's mo- swing it on down to Charlotte. Yeah. Nice. Marky. I oh, know yes. what movie. I, I love the movie special. you yeah. picked. So. I kind of uh, asked you if I could take it. Let's dig into this one. Yeah. All right. I I love this movie. All right. So um, I'm not going to build it up too much because, you know, this isn't like a groundbreaking film. Well, for me, it is. You know, I'm a big nerd when it it comes to it. It is. In ways, it is. Yeah. So you guys know, and our listeners may know that I'm a big fan of the shoot 'em ups and just the action movies in general. Um, I kind of grew up on them and I've always loved them. But this movie for me was like the first action shooter movie that actually made sense because I'm, you know, I live in the South, so I'm also a firearms enthusiast. (laughs) (laughs) I I own a handful Uh. of guns and this is like the first movie where like, Oh shit. Like that guy's actually reloading. That guy's actually aiming and you know, the bad guys are reloading. Like there's like a real firefight going on. This is this, this director, you know, the, the premise for this episode is obviously his first one, but his background, this director was uh, like into martial arts. I don't know exactly like how extensively he got into it, but I know that was like his original start was he was in martial arts and then when he made his entry into hollywood he started working as a stuntman and then his breakout was when he was the stuntman for brandon lee on the crow and he uh was actually when i was digging into this a little bit it's kind of sad because it's from what i read he was actually quite close to brandon lee um so you know sad story there brandon lee's life was cut short but uh, moving on from that, he then uh, linked up with Keanu Reeves and was a stuntman on The Matrix. So he, he ended up making a name for himself as being this very good stuntman. And then ended up, he started a company. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of that company now, but he started a, like, a, like a stuntman company in Hollywood with his peers. And it ended up being quite a, a successful company. And then when he decided to direct, he got his buddy Keanu Reeves to come on in and they moved, made the movie John Wick. And it is Ooh, the doggy. coolest fucking action shooter movie, in my opinion, to ever come out. Yeah, Marky, the, the director is... Oh, sorry. Yes. His name is Chad Stalhesky. Yeah. I think is how you pronounce Stalesky? it. Yeah, I, I read through a few versions yeah, myself. Stalhesky, I think. Zaleski, um, and I, I, when I was looking into it, uh, he had a co-director on that movie, uh, David Leitch or Leach, um, and it, it, on IMDb, David Leitch is marked as uncredited, um, but this guy is also no slouch. He went on to do a, a direct directed Atomic Blonde and Deadpool two, which were both very fun and cool movies also but i am talking about john wick and chad stahelski um 
he also obviously did John Wick 2 and John Wick 3. So kind of going back to what I was saying, this was one of the first action movies or it still is one of the, since this movie has come out, action movies shooters are trying to emulate what he's done. And in the sense that they're trying to be more realistic, it's always been just a stereotypical trope in Hollywood that anyone firing a gun in the movies has a million bullets in their gun, right? It's, it's a magazine with a hundred rounds, a pistol with a hundred rounds. You never see him reload. It's a six shooter. Everyone knows what a, a six shooter is. And yet they've got 30 fucking bullets in it. That's <laughs> right. just, that's always in the movies. So this is like the first one where you actually see the, the main character and the bad guys doing reloads and it's not just reloads, but it's, it's what you call like combat reloads and shit where they're actually in a firefight, they have to take cover. They're, you know, evade and maneuver. Of course, this is also still a movie and the protagonist doesn't die. So, you know, he's John Wick, Keanu Reeves goes up against, I don't know, hundred guys in each movie and he gets clipped, but he's also wearing like body armor and shit. So, but still incredibly unrealistic they also still have like uh uh well in the movies they always call them silencers and uh in the real world they're called suppressors because they don't actually silence the gun a suppressor on a pistol is still loud as shit but you know in the movie it's still just like like a little whisper so that's still fake but the actual reload and the combat and the shooting and just the overall fight choreography if you haven't seen this movie john wick all of them there is like 10 minutes of plot development and then just 90 minutes of just pure action mayhem and it's beautifully done it's just a lot of high octane well choreographed action yeah, I gotta um, say the the fight choreography and just the, the action choreography and all is mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Like the it is so well done. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. And what I love too is I think what it is what it comes down to is like the director doesn't treat the audience like idiots. You yeah. know, it kind of it it respects you enough to like kind of give you more realistic shit it isn't a guy you know wrapping a fire hose around his waist and jumping off a fucking skyscraper oh, you know it's, I, I love die hard oh. but it's insane and yeah. you know i love the insanity but this one actually treats the viewer like they're not an idiot you know yeah. and, and they do such a good job of it and yeah, it's so but- well choreographed and like keanu like he actually uses real, you know, like combat maneuvers and real. Yeah, he did like a lot of judo and, training and for this. shit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so good. They really, they really walk this line between the fact that everything is realistic, yet at the same time, everything is insane. Yes, like I mean, like I don't know how they strike that balance of murdering that many people. But any person who's like a like Marky, like a gun enthusiast, can go, 
oh yeah that actually yeah he could do that that makes sense like that's fucking crazy yeah because the amount of violence and murder and that like if you guys are ever in the mood to get ridiculously blacked out drunk which you know for me is like every day yeah play the john wick drinking game sometime look it up google that shit okay (laughs) and and do that you will be blacked out with about about halfway into the movie um so it like like that's what i mean like i i can't it is such a ridiculously over-the-top movie yet it all makes sense that is an unbelievable balance to strike in my in my opinion yeah yeah and this one other thing that i wanted to uh kind of add on before i pass it on to you guys again is that uh you know what i kind of touched on earlier jokingly that there's 10 minutes of plot development and 90 minutes of action that's not entirely untrue but you know, I don't think that this guy, uh, Chad Stelhesky, knew what he was making. Not in this, not like in a. I don't think that he knew that he was making a, a phenomenon in these movies when he made the first one, and so the kind of like uh, plot background, like the 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 world of John Wick, this background is very like kind of cloak and dagger old school um almost illuminati power and it's that in itself is very interesting and so as it got into john wick two and three they're like oh shit we kind of got to like make this a thing i don't know i i was never obviously in those um closed door meetings but it's just it's really cool to me too this the uh the mystery of the story of this this assassin's guild that John Wick comes out of. Um, and again, just it's just supported by this badass, just almost realistic uh, firefights throughout the entire movie. But AJ, what'd you think? Did you see this one? <clears throat> yes, I just watched it a couple of days ago. So to your point, it's it's a very straightforward revenge story, right? Mm-hmm. His his wife dies of uh, illness, and then uh, the fucking asswipe steals car and kills his dog, and so it's 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 high time to go fucking kill these. This yeah, come out of right? That's all. That's all it takes too. Killing the dog. <laughs> I wanted to fucking murder everyone too. <laughs> like, do, do you guys? Do you guys honestly? C- can you honestly think about what I would do if someone oh, dude, killed murder my dog? Rampage. Yeah. But the point the point is, is it's a fairly straightforward setup. And to Marky's point, maybe that that that's you know that that's just the way it had to be for the first one, just you know, um for this director. Yeah. Um and I did like what you mentioned, this whole hitman assassin guild or society, the culture, the the continental, the hotel with this yeah. all these rules and um rules of engagement and rules of like you can't you know and the the woman the miss perkins breaks the rules because she wants you know they double the bounty on him and etc etc so i really like that i'm not a huge keanu fan i don't know if everybody here is but i think he was the right casting choice for this i think he yeah. was the right guy for the role and i 100%. think he's got that the right kind of like brooding sort of intimidating and you know like just just the utterance of his of his name amongst people like draws fear yeah. you know like the 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 the, the boss the russian the, the father uh, mm-hmm. baba yaga right the baba yaga, yaga. 
but even yeah. once what even once the, the you know they steal the dog and everything that once the once the father learns that it's john wick he's like what the f-? he flips he, out like yeah. he, like, he immediately idiot. knew he starts pissing his yeah. pants he immediately yeah. knew everything was going to go to fuck at that point yeah so that, that yeah, the, the last thing i like before i move on sorry guys the up close shooting, Marky. There's yeah. a lot of like John Wick being very close to you and shooting you, and yeah. <laughs> like, like the, in like almost like instead of punching, like, bam, bam, bam. instead of punching you, he's like shooting you. <laughs> like that's it, the you know in that that's sense, the it was attack. Almost, but it's very it was stylized, almost like the uh, Equilibrium movie that Tim Sherry. You yes, know, it was like, it yes, was like a combat very, dance. Right, very stylized the way they did yeah. it, but even better than Equilibrium. Oh, because uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> well, the production value. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a it's a film that was made but, later. Uh, you know, I I just think that um, it's very stylized, and I thought it was very cool the way it was done. And unlike you, Mark, I'm not really into the shoot 'em ups, uh-huh. but I do appreciate what you're telling me about the the realism of it and the reloading yeah. and all that. And I think. Uh, I think I think it was good. I liked it. I was tempted to watch John Wick two right after I watched Dude, John Wick John, just to John keep Wick the story two, going. You know, John Wick two is my favorite so far out of the trilogy. So that was my question in my notes. Did you like the sequels? Did you watch both of them? I've watched all three, and I'm very much looking to, forward to the fourth one. <laughs> They've all got amazing reviews too. Like yeah. these movies are reviewed very very well. The uh, like second one crazy considering the. The, the the plot and, and yeah. with the substance it's yeah. really crazy without uh dragging too much further down the line the second one i feel like is just like all right the setup is there and it's just like full throttle hit the gas like here's john wick number two like it does not hold back at all marky can, it, can i ask you this better. real quick yeah. have you watched some of the youtube videos of like how much of yeah. an actual badass keanu reeves yeah is? so i wanted and, to yeah. i wanted to bring that up too because you guys remember fucking awesome and when he did the matrix like he did a lot of fucking training for the martial arts that dude's legit he's fucking and that's le- how he's i think that's legit. how he got involved with uh chad stileski because of uh, his martial arts background um i know that's how Chad Seleski got involved with Brandon Lee because they went to like the same uh, dojo or training center. Um, so yeah, when it came to John Wick, Keanu Reeves is just like this workhorse of like in his own way, sort of method acting. Cause like he was at this range, Terran tactical all the fucking time. Terran tactical is like now become this famous shooting range in Southern California that trains actors and actresses to those prep videos for those youtube videos are fucking yeah intense. Like so that amazing. guy that guy's business has blown the fuck up ever mm-hmm. since john wick so because cool. now everyone knows what it is yeah um and that's where it yeah, makes, it, makes sense and i've it, never it, i haven't seen anything quite quite like this you yeah. know i've seen action films and shoot 'em ups and to uh dp's point like or, or whoever at DP's point about the the diehard scene, a lot of that over the top stuff. Yes, there's a lot of insanity and bullets flying in John Wick, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot. They try to they try to throw some realism in there. They to, make sense. Mm-hmm. They all make right, sense. It's right. a weird. It's the weirdest. It's just like it was a movie. I remember when I watched it. I remember liking it, but being like so confused. Like it's just like. I don't know. I, I I still haven't completely figured it all out, but I did enjoy it when I saw yeah. it. So, um, as it's you know, like I said, 
since it came out, uh, 2014, sorry, is when that came that first one came out. Um, there has been a lot of movies that are now pulling off of that. It's it's set a benchmark in a in a certain type of way, um, just with the way that I feel like shooting scenes are done in movies now, because the you know like again being a firearm enthusiast i recognized a lot of the stuff that he was doing but now that has become shown to a much wider audience so are you going to be able to show like a dude like uh john mcclain spraying a a 30 round mp5 from the hip and go through 100 bullets and you know hit everybody in a room it just seems that much more ridiculous now it's almost like that would only be done in a movie if it's intentionally supposed to be funny um now that the general public knows a little bit more about firearms i don't know is that what i'm trying to get at <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> a little bit long-winded there no it, may, it makes sense though it makes sense like like yeah. i said it's it's so it's so bizarre to have like a movie where like i again you you can google the amount of uh fatalities in that movie uh-huh but they're all realistic in this bizarre manner. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's so fucking crazy, which yeah. makes you, you know, make sense that a guy who was basically a career stunt man and a, a career gun enthusiast is the director of the movie. Yeah. He like, made a makes, movie yeah. that is just 90% fight choreography. Yeah. It's and did insane. a very fucking good job with it. It's insane. <laughs> and did a great job. At right. It. And he based it on someone's, dog getting killed and like i said i would murder you know i would murder a million people if they hurt my dog i I think that's hilarious it's like the if when pitching that movie or writing the plot he's like all right so what makes this guy so pissed off like i don't know like his kid dies like ah you know like kids die all the time though like all right like someone kills his dog like yeah oh yeah fuck that guy fuck all those guys i would murder everyone in this zip code if someone Mm -hmm. killed my dog like i i i I completely understand so yeah but yeah no dude i like that movie and it was uh, like universally praised again it's rare when a movie movie. like it's rare when a movie like that is praised every single one of them too yeah all three are universally praised and uh, obviously you know it's it's not gonna win any uh well I was I was about to say it's not going to win any Academy Awards, but it might for special effects or yeah, editing or essentially, something. yeah. Um, but no, you know, it's just a a very fun, high octane, full throttle action movie. Absolutely good flick, love it. Mm-hmm. So, DP. So I, I'll say this: uh, it, it's one of those films. It. it I think taken is kind of the same way where oh, like yeah. initially yeah. on paper, it shouldn't fucking work at all. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like I love to hear, by the way, you know, all right. So it's an action movie and we're going to star Liam Neeson. And you're like, mm-hmm. fuck you. This is going to be terrible. And then you see <laughs> yeah. taken and you're like, holy shit. And yeah. then, you know, 10 years after the matrix, you're like, all right, action movie with Keanu. And you would think no way that works. And yet they fucking hit a home run with it. It's yeah. Yeah, it's so impressive. And, and like I said, so story-wise, it, it is pretty basic, but there are a few moments that I love. Uh, you know, so like after, uh, you know, the Aurelio there from the uh, the garage calls up 
the oh, yeah. the boss and he's he's like, So you put you hit my son. He's like, Yeah, well he stole John Wick's car. And he's good. Oh. And that's the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DP, I was actually gonna bring that up. Like that was yeah. a that was a point in the movie. Really? Because that, that, that guy that said that was like the you know, this crime boss bad yeah. motherfucker and then he heard john wick and went oh i remember like oh, the hair standing up on the back of my neck being yeah. like yeah oh this dude's terrified of john wick <laughs> shit is about to get fucking real in this movie i i'll yeah. never for that was maybe my favorite part of the entire movie yeah okay yeah, pissed his pants <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. this guy that dude was a bad fucking crime syndicate bad motherfucker and then yeah. he just the, the name got thrown in his way went oh He's like, God damn it. And then he just knew. No, he just knew so, they were all going to die. Like, you yeah, just, you know, didn't really talk about that. This movie also has, uh, uh, I forget the guy that you're talking about right now. I forget his name right now, but he was in Aurelio the, uh, there, John Leguizamo. Oh, he was John Le- Leguizamo, but the, uh, the Russian oh, yeah, just... crime boss is the guy oh, from yeah. the girl with the dragon tattoo, the original yeah. version. The, uh, Michael Nyquist, I think it is. That's him. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, there's Alfie Allen and Willem Dafoe. And Hello. Adriana, Defoe. Adrian Palicki, Tim, you want Hello. this one or can I take Defoe. it? Uh, AJ, do not. <laughs> TW, Defoe. do you want? All right. I'm talking about. Uh, That's how I yeah, met you. I guess it's past now. Yeah. Hey, AJ, can Willem Dafoe get it? <laughs> he can, can get it. Oh. He's a great actor. Oh, oh. Ian McShane. Ian McShane's in it too. Oh. Is he the uh, the the Continental director? He, no, no, uh, Lance Reddick's the guy. Lance Reddick's the guy at the desk, but he's the guy that 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 uh, calls out Miss Perkins, and then they kill her. The old guy. He's the one he does meet at the hotel first. John Wick does. Yeah. When he first okay. gets there. E- Ian McShane. Management. E- Ian McShane is in Sexy Beast, which I've been telling you two cunts to go sit. <laughs> <to laughs> you haven't yet. <laughs> fucking jerk. Yeah, Lance Lance Riddick. I love me some Ian McShane. Oh, Lance so Riddick good. returns in John Wick two and three. And so does the. Uh, I love Rant Lance who, Reddick. Who is the Irving the, Irvin? Who's the manager yes. of the hotel in that movie? Continental. Because he's in I'm two and three also. Uh, we we've derailed. All right, uh, TP. Can we t- can we take a quick break, please? All right. So yeah, John Wick. I love that one. It's a great flick. But let us swing it on over to AJ. AJ, what was your pick for a directorial debut? So, as you all know, I'm a huge uh, fan of science fiction. So, this film came out in 2014. is di- written and directed by Alex Garland in his first Ooh, um, yeah. feature oh, debut. It's called God. X. It's called X Machina. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> Alex Garland. Um, he was first. Um, known as a novelist, so in the in in the '90s he wrote a a book called The Beach, which we all know we talked about on this podcast, made into a feature film starring Leo DiCaprio, directed by Danny Boyle, and then um, Mr. Garland teamed up with Danny Boyle a couple more times, uh, screenwriting for Twenty Eight Days Later and Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Um, so he he hitches a uh, uh, wagon to the Danny Boyle, you know what I mean? Danny Boyle's amazing. And then he wrote for a couple other films. Um, one, both I haven't seen, one I'd heard of, one I hadn't. One called Never Let Me Go. 
have not heard of that. The other was a remake of the Judge Dredd film, just simply called Dread. Oh, dude, that movie was fucking tight. He wrote that. <laughs> he wrote that. Yeah, I love that movie. He then wrote a couple video games for a couple, one Devil a Devil May Cry entry. Okay, um, he wrote That's a running series. It's like a running Japanese series, but they're good. Right, and then uh, that brings us to 2014, and his he started uh, directing, and that was Ex Machina. So Ex Machina is about this programmer played by Dor- Domnall. Am I saying his name right, D.W.? Domnall Gleason? Doomhill. Donald. I don't know. Donald? I don't know. Donald, it, it, Donald, on, on, one, one, on one episode, <laughs> uh, Marky's wife came on and educated us on how to I thought say it was that Dom- guy's name. And I, I don't I, And of course, the, the because... M, I can tell you that the M is silent. It's Donald. Okay. Donald. Okay, Donald Donald so, Gleason. So, but but just let me real quick. She came on and tried to explain it to us, but then I couldn't understand why she wasn't like cooking or cleaning or something. So I got confused and I wasn't listening. Oh boy, so, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. But I tell you, I can tell you, the M is silent. I'm a I'm like a Hollywood insider now. I have this friend named Andrew who worked at Annapurna Studios. You Maybe. know that guy? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a friend of mine. So so I know this shit. It's the the M is silent. Interestingly okay. enough, the M in my name is also silent. <laughs> you guys have been saying it wrong this whole time. Rocky. All right. <laughs> Rock R O K R O C K. The K silent. Sorry. Sorry. AJ. Sorry, AJ. So uh, it's about this programmer who works, uh, Donald Gleason, who works for like the largest internet search company called Blue Book. Uh, largest one in the world. He wins this competition. Uh, it's a program for the company, but they have this competition. He wins it. Um, and his prize is to spend a week at that, um, the home of the company's CEO, played by Oscar Isaac. Uh, when he gets there, he finds out that he's going to be participating in sort of an experiment where he'll have to interact with and sort of test an AI uh, he's just supposed to do like a Turing test on her to determine, um, you know, whether she's actually got consciousness, whether he can actually. If the AI uh, passes as human. If the AI passes, you're right. Um, and it's in the form of this female robot played by Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. So it's a very small cast. It's basically those three plus one other. Uh, act, actress who I don't know. Um, that's that plays in, that like his uh, almost like another his servant, almost servant or maid or whatever. I don't know what you want to yeah. call it. So the film is very like it's a quieter, more nuanced like sci-fi. It's uh, um, but it it's it it knows what it is. It nails its tone. It's very mysterious and tense. And it builds in a slow burn kind of way. Um, when they first meet Oscar Isaac's character, Nathan, he makes this sort of like concerted effort to like disarm uh, Donald, Donald Gleason's character, Caleb, and tries to like, um, you know, become his buddy and, you know, let's drink and let's hang out. And But, you know, I want you to go talk to this AI and, um, and I'm going to be watching from the other room. So it kind of, goes from there but we find out that Ava who's the the AI played by Alicia Vikander is very very advanced far more advanced than we realized 
periods of time when he's visiting her, there's these power cuts in the building and you don't know how, who's causing it for a little while. And there's just a lot of mystery sounding surrounding that. But when the power does go out, Ava in these sessions she's having with Caleb, once the power goes out, she starts like really talking to him and starts planting you know what i mean starts getting in his opening head. up to him opening up to him yes um but he also there's an air of mystery with nathan the ceo he's built this ai he's we find out he's built other ais just you know to trial and error and stuff and there's been other versions of the ai and and i constantly found myself trying to like understand you know, Nathan's motives the whole entire time. And I just, I found it just fascinating because it turns into this really, truly like cat and mouse game Mm -hmm. that gets played between all of them. And what you find out eventually, no spoilers, I guess. I don't know. We've all seen it, right? We Um, have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to finish it. Oh, you didn't finish it? it? No. Damn it, DP. Oh, you're the motherfuckers that wanted to start early. I, DP, I texted you if you were that close, just finish. That's what she said. (laughs) But I'm just saying. (laughs) I did did say finish. So Caleb is is charged with studying Ava, talking to her, trying to figure out some things, see if she passes the test. But she's definitely studying him and looking for ways to, like, manipulate him and use him. You can just sort of feel it along the way mm-hmm. um it's a slow burn for the majority of its runtime but you get to this point i want to say it's an hour in or so maybe it's later but i pinpoint an hour do you remember the scene when they're in that room with the other ai and nathan's like let's dance like she did da- oh, yeah. she gets, gets the ai to weird. dance it gets really weird and they're dancing and he's just i'm i found myself constantly trying to um to understand a Nathan's motives and be what the end game for, you know, Ava was. Can I real so quick? anyway, so it's a fascinating film. The twist that, that happened in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes and the, the, the little game that's played that ends in the, 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 the sort of shocking sort of way it ends is, um, is amazing. I think I thought it was brilliant. And I think the performances were so top-notch. I think Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac especially, Alicia Vikander, they were just incredible, all of them, in their roles. I think they were just perfect for the, for the film, and I, I absolutely loved it. One of my favorite sci-fi films I've ever seen. Agreed, 100%. And um, if I could I'll piggyback off of you, that scene that you're talking about, the dancing, I feel like that for me is when like the way the story was progressing, they were building it up. And as a viewer, you were starting to kind of pinpoint or pin down how you felt about these different characters and the direction yeah. it was going. Cause it, it, it is very much cat and mouse and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then that scene happens and it just, puts a spin on things you're like what the fuck like i thought i was about to like figure all this shit out and it just gets really weird and you almost kind of have to reevaluate it it does such a good job of 
kicking it back up again to where yeah, yeah. And, and, and Caleb's character I think he's just so um, I don't know it, things get in his head too he's in that scene where he cuts his arm to and bleeds yeah. you don't know if he's trying to see if he's an AI <laughs> like you know yeah, no, like creepy. he's it, there's just some really creepy stuff that's going on yeah. um, being cooped up in that place very creepy um, <laughs> anyway I want to hear TW's thoughts so bad so so I, I mean, I, this movie's fucking amazing. It really is, and, and you guys touched on almost everything that I, I would say as well. Um, I will say because you know, you you guys know me, and I, I have an angle all don't the time. Spoiler at the end of it for old DP over there. I'm not going to. No, don't worry, you can spoil it. That doesn't. But you get you guys know me and my angle, and I'm always taking fucking aim at the Academy Awards, and and it was bullshit meat parade it always is the <laughs> fact that this fucking guy oscar isaac did not get any type of nomination he was so good in this. none of I them mean, did none of them did yeah. it's insane this fucking guy that, that i mean from the second domino gleason got there to the to, to the to the mansion and they met remember, remember they first meet and they're like oh let's have a beer and What's like up, man yeah, yeah he's trying yeah, to buddy he's up like, to him they're oh. their buddy like that guy had me, Oscar Isaac had me on edge for that entire movie. I was actually scared of him. Like when, 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 uh, when uh, Gleason and uh, like AJ, you were talking about when the power would go out and they would start talking really like, you know, oh, let's talk truth. The whole time I'm like, Oh my God! Oscar Isaac is going to show up and fucking kill both of you. Or, or he's, or, I, was, I was terrified. Or of him. he's setting these up. That's what I right. thought. He was, he was, he was like, even, even, yeah. even, right. even Caleb says it too. Right? He was it like exactly like he didn't know? Like what is it? Him shutting the fucking power off? Like that? That character is so diverse and so scary. But he's in so this, intelligent. It's yeah. Scary. In this guys that he's just your drunken buddy that wants to hang out. I mean, it is a fucking unbelievable performance from. It's such Oscar an intentional Isaac. way he does that, like oh whole God. disarming thing at the beginning. Yeah. It's AJ. so disarming that it's that it's unnerving. That movie came out like, I think like what 2014, like yeah. seven years ago. Yes, I just watched that movie a few months ago, and you had been telling me all of all of you. Well, yeah, actually, I, I think Marky and, and AJ, DP, you just saw it, but you guys have been telling me over and over again this movie's fucking great. Now, and then every time I had seen like uh, you know previews to the movie, I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's my thing. And then I saw it, I'm like, oh, this movie is my fucking thing. It's, this is yeah. everything. This it's is how you, everything. It's, it's how you amazing. do sci-fi. It's how yeah, you do sci-fi. It, oh it's my god! An, because because AJ, minimalist. It, it's it's, it's right. Too. Yeah, very right. nuanced. But it it's it's how you do sci-fi mixed with drama and yes. thriller at the same time. Suspense. Like it's really an unbelievably brilliant movie, and it did get some Oscar love in general. But it was more visual, on the technical visual side. Effects. Visual and, effects it won for it, but it was nominated yeah. for best original screenplay. Yeah, because so, Alex, yeah, Alex Garland is like he, yeah, incredible writer. Obviously, he's yeah. a novelist. Yeah, but he. Uh, it's it's a weird way the but, way uh, the the, but the ideas look at those things. It, uh, it, it is, and it, the ideas in this film though were just like at another level for oh, science fiction. So so before we go, DP, I know you didn't get to finish it, but what you did see, I yeah, uh, the last thing I the last thing I saw was. Uh, 
was Caleb in the bathroom, like starting to cut himself with the razor. And so I ended right there. But like up to that point, it was it like very much kind of edge of your seat. And the whole time, like wondering, like, like you said, like as the power goes out, I'm like, oh, he's really watching them and he knows what's going on. He's trying to trap them. And so like when uh, when Caleb like steals his uh, ID card and goes and finds all the other old AIs yes, that are, like, yes. in the closets and shit. But DP, I was so I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna come, he's gonna catch you, get the yeah. fuck out of right. there. But but DP, like, didn't didn't you almost like the way Oscar Isaac portrayed that character, even though he was like basically getting himself blacked out drunk, didn't you even think to yourself like he's faking no, it? Uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Totally like, thought he was the whole it. thing was like that's how like that's how you know a performance is ridiculous. Yeah. Like when you just like you don't know you're watching a movie you're suspending belief already and you cannot figure out the fucking guy who who's already suspending the belief already. It, it took me a few minutes. It took me a few minutes to figure out that that was Oscar Isaac. Yeah. That's like, I'm like mm. wait that's oh yeah the yeah, voice yeah, is yeah, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's fucking Oscar Isaac. Yeah. yeah. So, but once, once you, re- once you, once, 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 um, Nathan reveals what the actual experiment is, I'm just like, I just, I, I was floored. That, I was floored at what he was trying to do. That movie and, is ab- absolute brilliance. I mean, yeah. it's so fucking brilliant. The acting, the writing, the directing. Everything about that movie is just so on par. And and again, like I said, I get so fucking mad when these are the best movies of every year and they just don't get the, the love they deserve. Yeah. It pisses me off. It's so. the, and and like, 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 thank you for smoking is one of your top 50. This is one of mine. Oh, I'm, yeah. yeah. Ex, oh, Machina. Ex Machina is like in my top 25. I think it's so fucking brilliant. It's amazing. It's The special effects were this is 2014 which we're still like that's not that long ago but it looks so fucking good with uh alicia vikander most of the movie yeah she's got like this translucent like half android body and as an actress i believe she was wearing like a green screen like bodysuit and so she's acting like she's walking around and like this like slightly automatronic you know what i mean like robotic yeah movements and she does that as an actress so well. And then the special effects, they were able to overlay like these like circuits and wires and like it, and the sound effects so of her moving her her neck, her yeah. head side to little, side and little motors but, like whizzing yeah. and whirring. But Marky, like the thing that, that that is like for me, it's like everyone focuses on that. And I think I think all those things, the the visual effects, the the editing, all that stuff. I think that's secondary yeah. to the acting and the the screenwriting and the directing of the oh, movie. Sure. I think that, well, but you but, but yeah. like, but that's not Those what don't... was nominated for Academy Awards. It was, it was the technical shit. When this movie is really just a brilliant film. Yes, it, I agree, that, and it actually kind of pisses me off. No, absolutely, because I mean, completely this, brilliant film. If if the uh, the directing and the writing and the direction, well, I said that twice. And <laughs> if those aren't if those aren't there, and you've just got like a pretty movie, like, well, those pretty movies can make a fuck ton of money, and they do win sometimes. But it is sad how like there was such a good, and the story is also like is deep. Like that is a philosophical, very deep, 
deep story. Um, and so for that to be overlooked is crim- yes, criminally t- underrated. Very interesting themes and just, yeah, I, I, it's brilliant. Let's remember Alex Garland followed that up with Annihilation. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Another really, really good film with some, another some one heavy, we talked about here heavy, on the podcast. Some heavy theme with some heavy themes. Yep. Another and Oscar did, Isaac. It, yep. Another Oscar Isaac film. Yep. And he did a TV show called Devs on FX, which I've not seen. So that he doesn't look like deep. he has any. He doesn't look like he has any upcoming projects from IMDb. Um, but I can't wait to see what he does next uh, because the high concepts he comes up with, I just, I find just fascinating. I hope he teams up with uh, Danny Boyle again, because there's been talks about a 28 something like a 28 months later Mm. or 28 years later, there's been talks about a project of that nature for a very long time. That would be badass if they got back together again, because 28 days later, I think might be my favorite movie of all time. I love so 28 Days Later. Oh, it's yeah. fucking brilliant. That, so, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move on to DP and his pick, Marky, that was a really that was a really important thing you just said right there that we need to yeah. explore for at least a couple minutes. <laughs> Did you literally just say that 28 Days Later is your favorite movie of all time? I said it might be, and I've been thinking about it recently, and I... I feel like I can say that. Like no, it's like no, when no, you God. tell somebody that you love them for the first time. I'm like, I'm just gonna. I've, it's out there now. <laughs> no, that's no, that's I've what this it. is. That's how yeah. important this is. That that, yeah. that is. Wow, Marky. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, you have a good. wife. It feels good to get out there. You have a wife and a daughter, but you literally just told us what your favorite movie is of all time. <laughs> that's more, way more important. I mean, that's yeah. DP. It really DP, is. Marky just. Marky just let us into his soul right there. For me. We need to talk about this. Let's just talk about this. 28 Days Later is your favorite movie of all time? I mean, I could go on about that movie for uh, lo- much longer than it's screen time. That's not a judgmental That's not a judgmental question. I, I yeah. fucking love that movie. I think it's brilliant. It's a really good film, yeah. I'll say this. It, it's not his soul I want him to let me into. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, yeah, no, that's true. That is true. You gotta pay the troll toll if you wanna get into this bully soul. No, but but Marky, that that no, that's a that's a that's a breakthrough moment right there. You just you just actually planted your foot in the soil. That's your favorite movie. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm not kidding. I have been Important. thinking about this for the past couple of weeks. I'm like, I think that is my favorite movie because I've been thinking There's about it a lot more There's nothing wrong lately. with that. That movie's fucking brilliant. I yeah, love I've been thinking that about fucking movie. I've been thinking about other movies written that by Alex been, Garland, written by Alex Garland, directed by Danny Boyle, starring Killian Murphy. Yeah, it's got just it. The my, I mean, I could go on forever about it, but the, the infected of that film is terrifying. Yes, that was one of the first movies. Well, I mean, every zombie movie was a first, right? Uh, Night of the Living Dead was a first. Right. Um, Dawn of the Dead was a follow-up, but again, almost like a first. And then 28 Days Later, where the zombies are actually fucking running at you at full sprint. <laughs> yeah, like literal, literally yeah. sprinting at you. DP, but, DP, DP, I just want you to know your topic tonight has produced Marky's favorite movie of all time. You should feel so proud of that. That that's a huge thing. Yeah, when you figure I mean, that out, I mean it's fun massive. off of any topic though. 
So yeah, no, it was that you. You know, you brought he this up, brought and Alex that up when we talked about annihilation. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. In Just the, don't uh, look. I think uh, I... guys, guys, it's groundbreaking. Please, please understand the groundbreaking nature of this moment. Thank you, Tim, for acknowledging my coming out. Yes, of my favorite right. movie. Um, I did mention it in my uh, Doomsday Bunkers movies. <laughs> um, that episode that we had that was a but, long time ago mark i don't remember anything yeah. like like a week old so um but yes that was uh, i I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of your uh your unveiling tonight it was like yeah. you know that's just the, that's and out of my number that's always in my number five and it's always like at the top of my number oh five. it's fucking it's, awesome it, it's, it's, it never it's gets brought down so all right. yeah that's my all right favorite. all right before we start jerking each other off anymore uh no, i'm not done yet Duh! I'm close <laughs> too, but uh, D- DP, you ready to uh, you ready to, you ready to uh, bring this one home? What's what, what's your? Well, uh, before well, uh, before we get away from Ex Machina, there there is one last thing I kind of wanna I wanna hit on, uh, and I kind of assume you guys know this, but this I guess more for the listeners. So Ex Machina, the it, the term Deus Ex Machina, uh, it from the latin for god from the machine and it's kind of like it's one of those plot devices they use in tons of movies you guys Uh familiar with this yeah no yeah Uh, all right so yeah yeah god from the machine (laughs) it's when um like an unexpected power or some crazy event happens right when like you know like all hope is lost for our heroes and it seems like there's no way they can win and then something extraordinary happens and they win you know so for instance uh like in the superman movie where like after lois dies and all of a sudden he realizes he can fly backwards around the world (laughs) to turn back time you know that's a deus ex machina event or uh say in the wizard of oz when dorothy like throws a bucket of water to put the scarecrow out and the water suddenly makes the witch melt <laughs> you know another deus ex machina okay. but it's you know it's one of those like i said because we're a movie podcast and it's a, a film thing i wanted to kind of bring up after you know talking about ex machina and there are some like great like the matrix as a matter of fact kind of it's quite meta in the fact that the whatever it, the last one revolutions, uh-huh. it is actually the god of the machines that is yeah. the one that helps Neo get back into the Matrix and beat oh, Agent yeah. Smith and all that. So they kind of do like a meta, like real actual Deus Ex Machina to to get Neo to to beat the machines. But so I is just, there is there any uh, sort of like uh, difference then in the title of like deus ex machina and then the title of alex garland's movie of just ex machina yeah well so ex machina would just be the machine okay so but it's yeah a a play on uh the Um, more classical uh phrase of deus ex machina yeah okay because i guess in like ancient uh like greek theater there was actual like you know they'd have like these angels that they would would come out to save the day and they you know representing gotcha. god saving everyone but, interesting so yeah mm. i just wanted to bring that up 
All right, DP. What about what about your movie? Ah, uh, my movie again. This is uh this is one I kind of put in the same boat uh, as John Wick, where it takes a familiar like movie and you know kind of just treats the audience like we're not idiots and you know gives us a little bit of respect and that is what they did with deadpool oh, uh, fuck yeah fucking a directed by tim miller it was his his, his directorial debut debut uh written by Rhett reese and paul wernick starring ryan reynolds as the the titular Deadpool and uh, <laughs> Morena Baccarin, TJ Miller. And it is, you know, it's just, it's a comic book movie, but th- that doesn't, it doesn't take itself too serious and it just has fucking fun. And it gives the audience what the audience wants and they do an amazing job. And Ryan Reynolds is, you know, hilarious and just perfect in the lead role. And it, you know, he says at the beginning too, it's, you know, this isn't a, a superhero movie. It's a love story. And it really <laughs> is. It's him, you know, doing yeah. everything he can to get back to the love of his life and everything he can just happens to be, you know, becoming a superhero and murdering people. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a it funny, like well done movie. It's got a great soundtrack. You know, super fun, and and Deadpool's great as a character too. He uh, loves breaking the fourth wall and just kind of letting the audience in on the mm-hmm. joke, you know. And I love Deadpool. It's up until uh, Joker came out, it was like the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time, and I could watch this pretty much every day i think i've seen it like a dozen times already it's you know it's not my favorite movie of all time but it's it's one of those ones i can i can always watch i love deadpool just want to point out one thing yeah i think it's hilarious i i I watched it again today just because i want to refresh my memory and i've seen both deadpools i think the first one's a bit better than the second one yeah. Um, but there's this scene where Colossus is like dragging Deadpool. Like he goes, "We're gonna go see the professor," and Deadpool's like, "McAvoy or Stewart?" I get the timelines. are confusing. Timelines are so confusing. It's great. I just like, think like every, and then he's like makes fun of the X Men. Like every time I come here, it's just you two. Like when he just roam in the halls, like it's just like it's almost <laughs> like the studio couldn't afford to get the rights yeah, to the yeah, other. Yeah. Is, is it the first one where uh, they there's actually like a moment where they like open a door and there's a bunch of X Men behind it and they close the door real quick? Or is it the yeah, second that, one? that was in part two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's hyper violent. Oh god, yes. Yeah. Hyper It's not afraid to be violent mm-hmm. and uh which I think works in its favor and I think it also that also works because of uh, how Reynolds plays the character that the hyper violence kind of works with his brand of humor mm-hmm. that he's bringing to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just it, it all kind of like meshes well and uh I thought it was I think Deadpool is freaking hilarious. Well, and the yeah. Deadpool comic book character is exactly what 
Ryan Reynolds brought the Deadpool comic character to life, and mm-hmm. it's they did such a good fucking job of embodying exactly what that whole spirit is. The like what Dan was saying, breaking of the fourth wall, Andrew, the hyper violence, and then just the comedy. Like I don't know if you could pick anyone better than Ryan Reynolds to play the the character of yeah. it's, he, right. he was, his, he his particular wit and sensibilities yeah. is comedic timing mm-hmm. and and you know just it's like uh i don't know i don't know how you describe his his humor in just one word but he's just got that like wise ass crackery thing that just works yeah uh, when he's it, talking it to anybody and, yeah. and it fits and he's just you know, he's got big brass balls too. Like he doesn't care yeah. what he says to anybody. He mm-hmm. just says whatever he wants. And then he ends up becoming invincible, which makes it even worse because right, now he can't right, fucking yeah. die. <laughs> and now he's just, you know, and then obviously in the second one, he becomes a little more, um, you know, morose, less maybe? like he doesn't, yeah, mor- like he doesn't because of what, because of, you know, what happens in that film. Mm-hmm. He's a little more inclined to, Put himself yeah, he's at a risk little more, more. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Put himself at risk more. The first one. Is, the sur- first one is so fucking good, though. Yeah. Oh, I love. I, I loved it. I remembered why I loved it so much when I watched it today. It was just. It just. I. I think you're right, DP. Reynolds just works in that role, mm-hmm. and you know, there are some. There are some hard to watch scenes, like when they're basically suffocating him in that chamber. Oh um, my god! You yeah, know, there's some scenes that are hard to watch, but. Um, it all kind of works because of the payoff. And there's even a lot like of great the, payoffs in that. A film. little bit of emotional scenes too, like when he first has like that term, like he finds out he has that terminal cancer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's at the uh, hospital or in the doctor's office. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Monica or uh, Mar- Marina. Uh, Marina Baccarin. Yeah. Um, Vanessa, I think the character. And name is. she's yeah. like going ballistic and like the audio just kind of cuts out and yeah, just starts just fading, kind of, goes to his thought. Yeah. And yeah. he's just kind of sitting there nodding to himself. It's pretty deep. Like that's kind of yeah. fucking dark. You know, I'll tell you, like, the film knows what it's what it is, and it's a confident film. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, it's a confident film. It, it, what's great too is it like it kind of went the other way than John. Like John Wick tried to make it like very realistic and Mm -hmm. then and the thing with some comic book movies is they try to make it realistic and this one just embraced the comic book aspect of it so like you know what we're making a comic book we're gonna fucking do it like a comic book and they embraced it and they nailed it It, the the uh opening sequence is so wonderfully like cgi where it's like the slow-mo panoramic yes, of like yes, these cars slow, that are Yes, they do the slow-mo stuff really well. And when they're doing the slow-mo, he'll like be like, did I leave the stove on? <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> these, these scenes like that. But I, there's a great like a revisited joke a couple of times where uh, it's a Negasonic T or whatever. Oh. Yeah. 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 He, he does like a Sinead O'Connor joke <laughs> 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 like two or three times throughout the movie. And it's so dated, but it's for like people like us that watch it, we know Sinead O'Connor so mm-hmm. it's so freaking nail he nails the joke so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's perfect so yeah that's that's a great fucking movie and then was it the uh the very end of the movie because the whole movie's like you said hyper violent but at the very end when he tracks down uh ajax or whatever the yeah. guy's francis. Francis, <laughs> francis yeah and uh he goes to like the shipping yard or whatever 
And he's like, oh, Francis. He's like, I spelled it for you. And it's like a, a bunch of dead bodies. bodies. It's like a bunch of dismembered bodies that he spelled his name out with. You're like, holy shit. That's pretty fucking dark, but all right. I haven't heard anything uh, from TW on this. I was just about to ask, TW, have you seen Deadpool? Of course. I love oh, Deadpool. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, I think what I love the most about Deadpool is that it is a hilariously um is that a word hilariously oh yeah yeah it is now at least it's it's a hilarious violent thrill ride that is basically at the end of the day a fucking love story yeah and and you guys know me i uh, i'm I'm such a romantic i love love (laughs) you guys know me so i love love stories so at the end of the day deadpool is a massive uh, just cluster fuck violent maniac just uh, bullshit going on but at the end of the day it is it's a love story it's all about him and that girl mm-hmm. I forget her name as an actress but she's on Homeland said it again um, yeah. Yeah. Marina Baccarin yeah she's on uh, is that the is that the show she's on with Damian Lewis uh, Homeland yeah yeah it's fucked she's can get it by the way. She she's, in in she's, in, she's in that episode in How I Met Your Mother with the, the crazy eyes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she's a girl that works at the coffee shop. But yeah, um, that would like for me, for like I said, for Deadpool, it's this like psychotic movie wrapped into a love story. And I and I love that so much. I think it's awesome. That's what uh uh Wade Wilson, that that's his, mm-hmm. that's yep. his name. Yeah. Yep. That is his his even in Deadpool 1 and the sequel, uh, everything is about the girl. Everything yeah. is about the girl. His mm-hmm. cancer is secondary. Uh, the fact that he uh, un- underwent that that procedure was all about getting back to her. It wasn't about yeah. him. Even going was, after Francis was just so Francis could fix him so he'd look better for his girl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was all about her. It was nothing to do with him. Like I, I think that at the crux of it, I think that's the, the core of the movie. That's what I love. And of course, it's absolutely hilarious. The action scenes are amazing. And Ryan Reynolds is just so perfect in that role. So I, yeah, I love Deadpool. I think it's amazing. Actually, I, you know that that was like that role was uh, made yeah, for him. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely made. Well, for yeah, him. amazing. One thing I just thought of um, that I'm sure people have touched on. It's probably I'm just so thick. I just thought of it. But you know, the, the opening scene of that movie is like he tracks down that uh that little kid and he's delivering that pizza, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in that guy's apartment. Yeah. yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. The stalk, the stalker. And he busts that kid for being a stalker. After he gets fucked yeah. up in the face, Wade Wilson, he tells TJ Miller that he's been stalking his girlfriend. He's like, I'm stalking that girl like a fox. <laughs> Which right. is what he was just busting that kid for. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought of that. But Which, by the way, shout out to, like, as funny as Ryan Reynolds is, TJ Miller is still the comic relief in the movie. Yeah. TJ really <laughs> Miller is fucking hilarious. In yeah, this. He's just he has some great, great the, lines. The bartender yeah. like at a assassin's bar or something. Mm-hmm. Basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bunch that's a, that's an amazing scene. Remember, like, because they try to fuck with him and uh, and everybody at the bar like pulls out their guns. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, I think yeah. you're in the wrong place for that. Yeah, <laughs> take that, a look around. <laughs> it's a powerful scene. Like, I really yeah. that, that's actually a super underrated scene in that movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think right. it's it's just endlessly entertaining that film. And you know, yeah. I just I, I, like I, say, I even enjoy if you're every not piece into, of it. Yeah, if you're not into comic book movies, if you're not a super comic book I'm nerd not. like me. It's still I'm super not. enjoyable. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's different for everybody. Yeah, right, Mark. It's different. It's it's not a it it's stands, not a comic stands, book movie, and it, and it yeah, stands it's, on its own. Like it's not 100%. tied to some cinematic universe. It also right. makes fun of it's, comic books movies, like yeah. in the film. Yeah, <laughs> and it's tongue in cheek, and it's like the yeah. the DP said, breaking the fourth wall like crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really yeah. amazing movie. Yeah. And the fourth the wall break inside a fourth wall break. Yeah. <laughs> it's like What's 16, 16 walls. walls? <laughs> I love the post credits when he's wearing when he's wearing the bathrobe. Oh, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Bueller's thing. Thing. yeah, it's fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's really amazing. Go home. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> what are you expecting? Samuel Jackson in a little leather number? <laughs> Go. Remember this the actions? Remember the 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 the, 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 the sort of climax scene where they're all battling at the end? And uh, Deadpool at one point is like, all right, we'll do commando. And he does like a, a commando thing, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he throws the knight like he does this. He does a forward roll and throws the knight like he does an Arnold Schwarzenegger commando move nice. in yeah. the film. Hell yeah. <laughs> he shoots oh. two dudes, does a forward roll and throws the knife. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even catch that. Straight I'm a huge commando. fan of commando. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he says that we'll have to go commando now. That's awesome. And he does it. He's just boom, boom, forward roll, knife. <laughs> yes, and the fact that uh, that that character is so funny just because, like, in the lore of Deadpool, he's like a special forces dude. And then, you know, what you see yeah. in the movie is what you get. It's like he uh, has this terminal cancer or this ter- terminal illness and ends up getting his superpowers with this treatment that he tries to get. So he's already this, like, top-tier incredibly well-trained killing machine and now he's invincible and he's mm. got this cynical worldview yeah. and just like a terrible outlook on life yeah. <laughs> it's just a hilarious like, combination dude which by the way i love the part we talk about like how he's gone all over the world killing people and like you know a rock and it was in mogadishu mm-hmm. and jacksonville <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to throw Jacksonville. Yeah, he meets that guy. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. What's then up? he knocks him out. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. Wait, is awesome. that you? I haven't seen you since Jacksonville. <laughs> the TGI franchise. But it, it kind of fits too. Jacksonville is a fucking yeah. shithole. Oh, so. Jack. Oh, God. I cannot believe they have a fucking yeah. a football franchise there. Yeah, what I dump. I'm gonna That's guess we don't have any listeners listeners in Jacksonville, but if we do, not anymore. Yeah, if we do, yeah, go fuck, fuck you. yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fuck fuck you. you and your city. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't want your money, suck. cunt. <laughs> so, all right. So that kind of that, that wraps up the directorial debuts, and that's like I said, that's just scratching the surface of yeah. directorial debut movies that were fucking so many more phenomenal. Yeah. So, but those, yeah, those are four that I, I loved all of them. Like I said, I didn't quite finish uh, Ex Machina, but the first hour and 10 minutes I saw was fabulous. Oh, that's your next job. Yeah, I'm going to finish, finish it, it. It's brilliant. When we, uh, like right after we log out. Yeah, I can't so. wait till Alex Garland makes something else. Oh, me too. Ditto. Um, DP. Yes, sir. I was just thinking about it. I think, I think I'm next, next week. Ooh. I think it's my turn. I think you're correct. Well, uh, 
let, let me ask this. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry to go back to the well, but it, it is legitimately one of my favorite things to do. Are you guys against me doing pick a movie again next Hell week? Hell no. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yo! <laughs> I, 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 but we, we got to figure out what we have. Can we, make, can we make it like a, some kind of theme or genre or something? Maybe, but there, there's this one movie. There's this one movie that I fucking love so much, and I don't think any of you have seen. So whoever I get, I want to, that person to have that movie. And um, so uh, I guess the genre could be like action. Fuck yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you guys Marky are just that. ripped his shorts right there. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So here. Okay. So let's, let's just, just do about... pick, let's just do pick a movie then. Okay. No, guys. I, Andrew I, I, honestly, pick a movie is my favorite fucking thing. I love it so much. Because I, I I truthfully think this is why we do what we do. We talk about it all the time when when one of our listeners goes, Hey man, you guys talked about this movie and it made me want to watch this movie. So yeah. I love that we can do that for each other for their movie for movies that we haven't seen. So um I was kind of looking back on uh, the other pick of movies and I I, I I I couldn't figure out who did what. So I think we've all at this point picked for each other. So pretty close, yeah. yeah. We've I, we've only done a few, so I, I don't know. We'll have we'll we'll figure it out off the air. We'll figure sure. it out. Uh, but I wanted to pick a movie again. I love pick a movie. I honestly think I honestly think it's a, like our best episodes. We can really it's my favorite, I think. Yeah, because I have one movie that I need. Okay, we talk about our favorite listeners. Our, our our girl Rachel the other day was messaging me. She goes, "Hey, uh, I'm bored. What what's a movie I can watch?" And I gave her this movie. She was like, "I never heard of it." And I go, "No, it's one of my favorite movies." And she watched it, and two hours later, was like, "That is fucking incredible." And I don't think any of you guys have seen it. So mm-hmm. I want to I want to give that to somebody. I want to give that gift to somebody, and we'll talk about that on the Star next Wars? episode, whatever it is. DP no. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. In all honesty, whoever draws me next week is getting an unbelievable fucking movie. So, um, so it's up to me next week. Um, we'll we'll talk. We'll we, we'll do our uh, all our listeners, all our listeners. Just so you know, after every podcast we do, we do a post party and we get drunk and talk. And you guys are so jealous that you don't get to attend the party. <laughs> it's very, it's very, it, 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 you, you should, you should want to show up, but sorry, being crazy. Um, no, whenever we get a, uh, a million listeners that will have like a Patreon tier where like you can listen in on our after drunk parties. <laughs> yeah. Love that idea. I like it. Cool. All right, boys. So, um, we will we will we will go into pick a movie for next week. We'll talk about it and we will uh, we'll figure it out this weekend who's got who and uh, next week we'll do pick a movie. I'm sorry. I know I know it's 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 my pick and I know that's boring, but I fucking I love so. pick a movie. We haven't done mm. it in a while either. So. Yeah. It's better it, it needs to be re- love it. revisited because it's, it's my a great favorite. subject. Yeah. I just I, I love that. I love uh, bringing our favorite movies into someone else's life. And I, I think that'll be uh, a big thing for next week. It'll be great. And uh, that's what we're going to do. We'll talk about it off the air. We'll figure it out. We're going to have our crazy uh, post-podcast party, which we always do. 
do that in a few. And uh, before we call for the night, anybody have any uh, anything cathartic moments? DP, you have uh, social media? Yes, I just want to say one last time. Uh, please send us an email. You can uh, It's moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page. It's at Movie Council Pod. Check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a like. And if you're listening uh, on iTunes, rate, review the podcast, you know, and, you know, subscribe, download it. Even if you don't listen, just download it because, it, you know, it helps. It counts. So, yeah, if you're bored. yeah, give us a review and a rating. It helps quite a bit and uh yeah and please reach out to us you got uh any yeah. suggestions or anything you want to say please send us an email moviecouncilpod at gmail if you send an email dan will read it i will i love reading emails so yeah. yeah yeah absolutely any any uh, an email a review uh, uh an instagram message a facebook message whatever the fuck you want to do to contact us Please do it. We will read it on the air. It's our favorite thing to do. We love interacting with our uh, with our listeners. It's it's why we do this. So uh, please do it. Fire up something at us. But uh, you boys ready to call it? Let's evening? call it, homie. All yeah. right, guys. Uh, AJ, great to have you back, man. Love yeah, you. Thanks. Glad glad uh, you're alive. Yeah, and uh, me too. Let's uh, let's call for the evening for for myself. For DP, for Marky, for my boy AJ, the hotshot banker. We're going to call it, call it an evening. And I uh, hope you listen to the podcast and hope you listen uh, the following week. Good night. Night, night. night. Love you, Mom. I thought I was handsome. You are. The movie council is adjourned.